Good afternoon, everybody on Wisdom. My name is Stacy Brioka. I am known as the technology therapist and squirrel wrangler. And it is Mindset Monday. I would love to have a chat with you guys about just some stuff and things about mindset and things. So, um, I'm inviting some folks, so give me just a minute on that. Then we will jump into today's subject matter. Um, I'll just do that far. So today, like I said, it is Mindset Monday and I've been doing some reading over the weekend and decided that uh, the topic today would be, are you outcomes focused? Are you outcomes focused or are you problems focused? So when you're thinking of a situation and you've got a, a you know, you've got a situation or something, a struggle to solve. Which way do you approach it? Do you approach it from this is a problem that needs to be fixed? Or do you approach it as I don't like this thing that's going on. What I want to do is change it to this other thing. So basically it's are you problem focused or are you change focused? And the way we go about making changes in our life, it makes a difference which way you're focused to begin with. Um, if you are problem focused, then you're looking at the situation as it being negative to begin with. It's, um, it, it's a problem. It's a negative thing. And so the first thing we do with problems is blame somebody else frequently. Um, you know, it's, it's described as, oh, this thing happened to me and it's a problem and I don't like it versus this thing, this is where I'm at and it's not where I want to be. So where we want to be is in a different place. And so it makes a difference where we start as to how we end up, how fast we end up there and the road we take to get there. Um, so I'm just curious if there are other people in the audience who are, um, who use this same concept of, are you focusing on an outcome or are you focusing on a problem? And I'd love to just have a conversation because that's to me what one of the things that uh, wisdom does best here is um, gives us a place to have conversations with each other and get to know each other and, and learn things from each other. So, um, I mean, just the very uh, description of what wisdom is in, in and of itself has to do with um, is kind of like knowledge gained through experience and age, right? 
So that knowledge that's gained through experience and age also frequently comes with stories. And those stories are the things that have um, provided us that wisdom. So I would love to share stories with other people who are here. I know there's nine people in here. Hope you're having a great Monday. Um, I do use my information in here as a podcast, but if you jump up on stage and you say, Hey, I don't want this part as a podcast, that's, uh, I understand that. But the other thing is if you jump up on stage with me, I would like to feature you as a guest and, um, put out your information and, and have people be able to follow you. So that's another reason why I love asking people up to talk. And, um, so, and, you know, also just so we can get more of our, um, shared ideas out there. Uh, Stephanie McGann Jansen, your profile just hit me right up. Whiskey warrior. I want to know what a whiskey warrior is because that just sounds too cool. Um, and if it involves peanut butter whiskey, I'm all too in. It's one of my favorite things to very, actually kind of rarely, but occasionally sip on. Uh, and we're getting more and more people here. Uh, Billy, Jarrett, um, doo -doo -doo. Claire, Amp, Dr. John, Stephanie, Simon, Brooke, Simon, two Simons. Nice. Uh, how long, how often that happens? Cora, Adrian, Cheryl, Joyce, Darwin, and uh, Aya. Aya? I hope I didn't butcher your name. Anyway, my name is Stacy Brayoka. I'm known as the technology therapist and squirrel wrangler. And several reasons for that is I am, in fact, a therapist. I don't just play one on, uh, on wisdom. I have been a clinical social worker for 25 years and a public health educator for 15. Uh, between that and my view of uh, technology as I, I'm now realizing I've probably been a technology visionary for all of my life because I don't remember a time that I didn't do this, that I look at a piece of technology and go, oh yeah, this is going to help us with this in the future. And this is how it's going to do it. And most of the time people look at me like I have three heads and, uh, you know, I, I, that used to bother me. And now I just kind of go on about my thing. And, um, a couple of years later, they find out that what I said was kind of on. And, um, it took me a long time to embrace that as a, uh, I'm not going to call it a superpower, but embrace it as a thing that I do. So, um, it's been interesting the last couple of years having the background, um, in mental health in public health, watching a pandemic roll out and watching the technology and mental health aspects of it. So I finally embraced that and embraced the title that I'd been bequeathed by people that I hang out with of technology therapist. Uh, Squirrel Wrangler comes from having um, kind of a love of, of productivity and focus hacks. And so I, uh, and I, and I teach those to people. So, um, the squirrels came in that way. I have several lessons around squirrels and such that I teach people. 
so I am a coach. Um, and today is Mindset Monday. Um, if you look at my previous shows, there's one from not this past Friday, but the Friday before, where uh, called Find Your Formula. It's Find Your Formula Friday on Fridays. And I have a program called Find Your Formula Coaching, where it literally is about work-life balance and how to get more done so that you can do more of the things you love. And one of the big, big components in the formula is actually mindset. So um, that's why today's Mindset Monday. So today's specific topic is, are you outcomes focused or are you problems focused? And I'd love to bring anybody who wants to, to jump up into the seat and click the join button. Uh, come up and have a, have a, let's have a discussion about the differences between being outcome focused or problem focused. So my view is that if you are problem focused, that means that whatever the situation is you're dealing with, you're seeing it as a negative and you're seeing it as something that needs to be fixed and potentially something that is someone's fault be it your fault, someone else's fault, someone 10 years down the line fault. It's a fault of someone. So it's, it's not, it's a problem because somebody screwed up. And there are several things that that sets you up for mind, mind, uh, mindset wise that to me puts you behind the eight ball. Um, number one, anytime we look at something and we're in a negative space about it, if we don't make a very conscious and very concerted effort to shift that into a positive space, the likelihood of solving the issue and not having other fallout from it is pretty high. Whereas even if we took the same thing and we're like, okay, uh, and so, so let me, let me maybe use an example. Um, so one example is, uh, you're in a building and it's cold in the building. And so you go to turn your heater or furnace or whatever on, and you find out that the thing's broken. So you can go one of two ways with that. You could go, okay, this you know, thing is broken. It's somebody's fault that it's either broken or somebody's fault that it hasn't been fixed yet. So the first thing you're going to do is start to figure out who caused the problem as opposed to let's shift over to the outcomes based version of the same thing is you're in a building. It's cold. The outcome you want is to warm up. And yes, you find out the furnace is not working. But if you go back to what your outcome is, is the outcome is to stay warm. So let's say maybe in that same building, there's great insulation, the windows are great. Um, and maybe there's even a, 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 an alternative form of heat available. So, you know, maybe there's a great big space heater or a big heater for the place that's not the furnace. 
you've got a room that's inside a room that's inside a room that's inside a room. So in a way it's like insulated. Then you have space heaters in the room you've got, and you've got maybe some kind of big fluffy blankets or something. Well, you, your outcome is I want to be warm. So if you've got electricity and you've got the heater, you turn that heater on in the, in the best room possible and you get warm. It's not the, it's not the pro uh, you're not focusing on the heater or the furnace. You're focusing on getting warm. Whereas if you're problem focused, it's your originally the problem is, is that you're cold, but then you find out the pro there, you know, there's a bigger problem, which is the furnace. And now it's, who do I blame for the furnace? Who's the one that caused this? And why didn't they get it fixed? And then, you know, yeah, you're looking at getting, getting it fixed, but all the while you still also might not be warm. Um, even though you might have the resources around you to be warm. Uh, that may or may not have been the best example of things. Ooh, I love, oh, Helen, I absolutely love your bio. Time travel healing, generational trauma energy transmuter. Oh, I would love to hear more about that because that sounds just right up my alley. I have a personal belief that our, um, that we do carry genetic memory from our, um, our family members and especially those who have, we carry it positive and negative, but we carry that, uh, genetic memory of things like if our family members have been through, um, stigma, racism, trauma, genocide, various things. Um, so I'd love to hear your bent on that one, although that would take us off track, but not that, you know, God, there's more whiskey people in here. I, I, I'm loving the whiskey thing. Um, so I'm just peeking at, at who some of the other people, we've got some more people who had come in and I really appreciate everybody listening. Um, so I have a guest waiting. Who's coming up? Helen. Helen, thanks so much for jumping in. Um, and, and we can even take the, that topic. Hi. Hi there, Stacey. Hi. Good to meet you. You too. <laughs> Thank you. I guess you were reading my bio. And of course, I was not going to miss out on the opportunity to say hello. <laughs> to say I hello, love meet a like-minded uh, soul. I'm always excited to chat with anyone who who understands the the space that I'm in. It's not it's not yeah. that often. It's not that common these days. Well, I I uh, I I come to it from the perspective of um, historical trauma, from yeah. um, the perspective of being a native person. Um, understanding historical trauma and also understanding that from a therapy perspective, therapist perspective that, you know, it, in both nature, nurture, biologically, frequency wise, uh, stories that have come down and behavior patterns and all how all of those things come together. And, and we carry it not only in our DNA, but in our, 
our, our just in ourself, uh, the things that our family, various family members have been through. So that's my perspective in a very quick nutshell <laughs> of that. Uh, I agree with that perspective. That's what I see. That's what I uh, have been working on for many years to heal in myself. And then when I had that sort of awakening, I recognized that as, as a gift. It didn't feel as a gift at first. <laughs> at first oh, I bet not. It felt rough. <laughs> I bet not. But I've learned to embrace it, you know, accept it and embrace it eventually as a gift and to, to help others also heal their trauma uh, patterns that are really generational. Also, you know, a lot of it are our own, of course, and inner child healing is a big part of the work that I do. It's carrying stuff for many years since sometimes early childhood or sometimes even I find stuff like in the womb while, while we were in the womb. But I there's a lot of... Yeah. And there's a lot of the generational lineage, ancestral stuff that we really do carry, just like you said. It's kind of like a cellular memory that we're just not even aware of, but we do carry it and it affects us deeply in every layer of our lives. Like I've, I've seen it affecting people's financial success. I've had a bunch of singles that I've helped become unsingle because of some, not just their own, but also generational patterns that were keeping them stuck in that single sort of um um, you know, some of them call it curse. I don't really like that. I don't resonate with that. It's, yeah, um, it's like a pattern, really, that they just didn't see why things were the way that they were. And then once we peel away those layers and clear that path, then suddenly it's as if they are able to perceive their world differently and the people around it and the situations that come up and all of that. I, th I think you. I think you hit on a really important part of it. I think it is. It's very much perception, and then I would say it's also very much. Um, uh, it's perception and frequency, and literal literal frequencies. Now you're uh, really speaking my language. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and it's 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 uh, not usual, not super usual that a practitioner such as myself, that's a clinician, is also um become more in tune with the intuitive frequency vibration uh, I'll call it woo side of things yeah uh, but but it 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 you know it's it's all part of the same thing science is spirit and spirit is science yeah science has finally now just and really finally we're Bit, right? right it's finally like okay which maybe I maybe I uh, picked today's topic um not quite well, but I like the um, topic. That's what made me click. I'm wondering. Well, that's what I'm saying. I wonder how we can <laughs> let's let's bring us around to tell me what you think as far as maybe. I, and I'd love to stay in the vein of historical trauma. If we are outcomes focused or problems focused when looking at historical trauma, so interesting question. The way that you pose it, I think. Our, our trauma oftentimes is something that we're just not even aware of. So True. I, I think our, um, the way that we're wired may be though, whether we are outcome or problem focused, may be because of the generational patterns, because if this is what's been sort of instilled in us, partially consciously and partially unconsciously through that deep programming, that was just really passed on, you know, through verbiage, but also literally through cellular memory is something that may perpetuate 
that degree of sort of pessimism versus optimism or degree of being able to to see your own worth versus being stuck in a cycle of complete uh, lack of self-worth and and lack of believing in what's possible because of the lineages of what was seen that was impossible. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, so if we're stuck in a pattern of, oh, well, this is what our family is like, you know, this is how we live and this is what's possible or impossible for us. We're not like those people who can have it all. We cannot have it. You know, all of those sort of limiting beliefs that are, again, partially conscious and partially literally just so deeply ingrained that we don't even know that they're there. Those will keep right. us in the in the very different outcome and focus, really, in the direction than if we become aware of that and clear those patterns. That's what I see literally. I awareness, every, awareness yeah. is, I, I think you're, again, right on target. I, I do think, yeah, awareness, once we become aware of something, then we have the opportunity to either clear it or 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 not and how i think what i'm looking at with this is is how we go about it so if once we're aware of the issue and see it as this is now i know that the reason i feel this way about money say is because of this this and this pattern i have the opportunity to say okay i don't want to feel that way anymore about money or do we have the uh, it oh well i have this i'm i feel this way about money because of my mother and it's my mother's fault and and it's it's a problem and it's a problem between she and i and now it's a a fault and it's a uh and and it's a negative thing and i've got to get i've i've got to figure out how to solve it does that does that make a difference the the two different ways i verbalized that of course, it makes a difference. Any time that we are remaining um, in that victim mentality of blaming someone else for for our circumstance, for continuously focusing on you know what our parents brought in or how they raised us or whatever that was, which at times is what that trauma is. Um, that will obviously keep the focus on the problem and will continue to perpetuate the problem. So. Mm -hmm. You can break that cycle by, yes, just like you said, first becoming aware, but then also by becoming very um, aware of the fact that you now have to take responsibility for your own life, for the way that it plays out, and in order to create that change. And that's a part of a lot of people struggle with, because it's a lot easier to, to just you know say, oh, well, it's not my fault. This is the way that I was born or the way I was uh -huh. raised family is and that keeps us really stuck and will continue to keep us stuck will continue to create that same reality that we most likely are not that happy in yeah because it's like oh well you know this is just how how things are this is just how i am this is you know because this is you know this is what i the cards i was dealt yeah because then as opposed to voice as opposed to here's this thing I don't like being in this thing and I have the power and the possibility of changing the thing. Exactly. And, and, and really it comes down to choice and it takes a lot 
for someone sometimes to really decide that they're going to, you know, start that, break that cycle and be the one to create that change. It's really empowering, but it's also at times very scary. I remember myself years ago because I, I changed my whole life. I changed my vision of my life. I had to break the cycle of trauma. I had to break the cycle of poverty and, and the negative thinking that uh, accommodated all of that and just break through all of those layers of the limiting beliefs, of the patterns, not just my own. A lot of it really was generational stuff. I had to also clear my mother and my father and their uh, parents and grandparents, and it goes deep. And I had to really step in and say, do I want my children to live that path? Or am I going to be the one to break that cycle because I don't want the future generations to, to suffer and to continue the struggle? So at some point, like any one of us can be the one to decide to break the toxic cycle and create change. And, and, you know, as you were saying that and like toxic cycle and change, I'm thinking, and globally, oh my God, what could we do? Oh, yes. <laughs> That's literally what I often say is like, what I'm so passionate about is helping the collective, healing the, the collective consciousness, raising the, the vibration, the frequency of the collective by healing ourselves, each and every one of ourselves. Like as we heal, we help to heal the collective because we are all connected, even though we don't necessarily realize it at times and we're not taught to recognize that, but we are all somehow connected. I forget that, um, what is that scientific word for it? When the butterfly flaps its wings in oh, another yeah. part of the world. Right, the, it can um, butterfly effect. I think is is what it actually isn't it. Oh, maybe, maybe, yeah. yeah. I, I'm saying I'm thinking of it from the native perspective. Um, that um, we basically that's actually a, a form of a prayer of um, in the and I am not Lakota, but the I know that I know their word for it uh, because I've. Uh, have have family extended family that's Lakota, and their word for it is Matakuyesi, and mm. it means, it means all my relations, and just by itself that is a prayer, saying all my relations. In other words, acknowledging the connections between all of us. I love uh, it. my language in in Potawatomi. I know I'm going to butcher it because I'm not good with, and that it's one of the harder <laughs> words to it's Janaganon. Um, and, and, you know, so like the whole idea of we are all connected and, wow. uh, and even, even in problem solving, I'm, I'm thinking now in that regard of those spirits meet you halfway when you are, when you're looking at solving something or you're praying for something, if you just pray about it is one thing, but if you pray about it and, and then you also meet those spirits halfway they're gonna they also help you um at least that's my it's a, it's a personal perspective i'm not saying that that's you know i'm not speaking for all native people of any such <laughs> um but my own my own knowledge there i love um, that it's, it's a unique perspective i'd love to actually um learn more about you your background and what it is that you do but that oh, perspective oh, that, that goes both ways, Helen. 
<laughs> now on my list. As a matter of fact, let me make sure you're on my list as far as, yeah, we're connected there, but then I'm going to also go over here and follow you on Instagram real quick so that we're connected. Oh, good. So I'll follow you can... right back. Yeah, Instagram is yeah. a good way to connect through DMs and stuff. I always start there. Yeah, and it well, and if you have a chance to um, give me your email address, I'll send you an email when this, uh, if if I have your permission for this to be okay with this being on a podcast, uh, put this out as my podcast for today, and um, and I will tag you and put your information in the chat so people are in the show notes so people can follow you. Yeah, sure, absolutely. I don't know if I want my email. Um, out there, I think. Well, no, DMs. no, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I wouldn't put your email out. I'd put your Instagram link. Yeah, um, absolutely. But Feel free to see my that. my podcasting software will send you a notice if I have your email address. I can have it send you a notice when the podcast goes up. Sure. Yeah, I'll send it yeah. to you via Instagram DM. That'd be yeah, great. Yeah, DM there. Interesting. When I went over to to just now to follow you, um, kind of along our lines of generate intergenerational healing. Um, is I noticed a, a colleague of mine put up a post about um, uh, Day of the Dead. Hmm. Dios uh, de la Muertos. I, I somebody I know that I'm I don't have that correct, but uh, it's it's and I just realized yeah because November first is the day of Day of the Dead uh, celebration, so that's a cultural a cultural celebration, but it's a connection with those that are past also. Interesting. So I didn't know maybe, that. Maybe there's a reason. Well, no, I'm not going to say maybe there's a reason because there are no coincidences. There's, there's a reason that you and I were on this call today in with this subject. <laughs> um, creator does that to me all the time. Yeah. Uh, there's no coincidences. I don't believe in that. No. And, 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 it's fun being a, a, a clinically trained practitioner who in uh, having, you know, how do you explain things that other people don't see as scientific, but that, you know, there's science there, you know, that the science and the spirit are the same and that it's connected. How do you, how do you explain that to other people who know the science, but they don't understand how it's also spirit. Uh, that that's a yeah. challenge. It's a daily a challenge lot, for me. <laughs> a lot of times I just uh, stop trying to explain. Instead, I just really have learned to live sort of in the flow and stop trying to explain things that may be unexplainable. And I do so more by being guided and just connecting to the feeling. Yep. Yep. Rather than constantly following the logic and trying to justify everything because science, as we all know, um, it's something that evolves um, daily, really, right? And and every year mm -hmm. there's different science, new perspectives on things, new discoveries. So just because there's no explanation scientifically for something, it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. And for me, intuition is a huge part of my life. And just, just that guidance, um, that inner guidance is something that I've come to rely on much more than any logical knowledge, I guess. Yep. Yep. You're right. You're, 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 again, uh, speaking, I, I love the fact that we both kind of are, ha have that same thought of, of really, if you, you know, you don't have to explain it. You don't have to, 
um, explain yourself. And I, I think I think that really only can come from doing some serious healing on your own to get to that point. Um, That's very true. Yeah, uh, because we we are so socialized to have acceptance from everyone that we're doing the socially appropriate, not socially appropriate, socially acceptable thing. Um, and the fact of the matter is, is there are multiple socially acceptable things. It depends on which society you are in at the time. That's very true. But I also think it goes deeper than that into the need for sort of feeling validated yeah. by someone else, you know, seeking outside validation. Cause I, I was definitely in that mindset for years in my youth. And oh, yeah. I just realized that that's not something that's that important to me. I have enough internal validation to know what it is that I, you know, need to do be, you know, um, I just follow that rather than, than seeking it outside of myself anymore. Yeah. It's a, diff- yeah. It's a very different place of being. It is. And it, uh, I think I can hear in your voice uh, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, the humility of I've been there in the space of, feeling like I had to search and ask for the validation and finally realized that I don't have to ask for that because I am worthy as I am. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yep. And I just wanted to, I know um, several minutes ago you, you were talking about prayer and it's something that I just wanted to really, for some reason, <laughs> I was, I guess, called to answer to that, even though we, we changed topic a little bit because prayer is an interesting thing and the way that you positioned it is you said, you know, you, you would have, how did you say it? I guess spirits, spirit guides or. The, uh, <laughs> the, the spirits meaning multiple, you know, uh, whether it's uh, in my, in my view, my personal view is um, all, all, all of the ancestors uh, collectively as um as part of the collective omnipotent whole mm. is maybe a good way for me to explain it. I don't know how to, mm-hmm. I really yeah. don't know how to verbalize that one. But although, you know, I, I've, and I've said this on, on this show before is, you know, my view is, is religion is a group scenario and spirituality is very individual. And even two people who are twins biologically growing up in the same household, exposed to the very same things, can have can and probably can should and very likely do have individual spiritualities. Yeah, I'm sure because the soul experience is quite different for each of us. So that would be um, something that I resonate with as well. But so for me, I guess what you were calling maybe um, getting the prayer answer through spirit for me, I would call it energy. It's about energetic alignment, about being in that frequency to, to allow, the, I guess, the universe um, to bring to you and for you to, to receive whatever it is that you're praying for. So to me, it comes down to yeah. being in alignment with that frequency, because that's when people say, oh, prayer doesn't work. It's the same uh, reason that a lot of people say affirmations don't work or the law of attraction doesn't work. It all works. It's just the question of, are you 
are you on that frequency to receive that guidance right. to receive that whatever it is that you're trying to connect to <laughs> my dog wants to play ball when you definitely I, I yeah i think it's we definitely have to be in the position to allow ourselves to receive i think i think us sending our frequency out probably happens all the time us being in a position putting ourselves in a position to receive is where things could kind of go south. Would- yeah, and that really goes with your topic too. <laughs> because yeah. it comes down to the focus. Again, like are we focusing our attention and our energy on that which we want or are we still bringing that focus on whatever is not working out, on whatever it is that we really want to avoid and by doing so of course attracting more of that into our lives. Uh-huh. And and it's yeah, it's because it's where you're where you're focused on you know, because you could be focused on the same thing as an outcome. You got, you may have the same quote unquote problem, but it's the out, it's whether you're focused on the outcome is I want to have, so we'll go with finance. I want more financial freedom or financial, you know, I need more finances to come my way. I need more abundance or resources. So you put yourself, like you said, in flow as opposed to it's somebody's fault that I don't have enough finances or it's even say not some, not just somebody, but frequently ourselves. Um, I don't have enough finances um, and putting ourselves in that position, which position are you going to be in the one of flow or the one of lack and, and the pro- of problem of negative. Exactly. And then interestingly, whenever we would, say or you know put that intention i want money it when it comes from the place of i don't have enough and that's why i want money that actually will continue to still bring the the reality of not enough because we because you're trying to manifest yeah from the place of lack it's in the in the place of i don't have enough i don't and so but even by saying the those words you're putting that frequency out to the universe and and it it it's the affirmation it's kind of like the, the idea of affirmations whether they work or not affirmations going to work if you're not negating your very affirmation by having something else you know by saying something else that that actually negates your affirmation yeah i it's love a- helping people manifest abundance that's one of the funnest things to do that and and manifesting like their <laughs> love relationships you know unblocking or I love the layers of what keeps them stuck there. It's so fun to do. I love your your phrase of unsingling. That's so awesome. Um, <laughs> well, it kind of came about organically when a bunch of uh, single clients started to refer one another, and then they were becoming unsingle. So one of them said to me, "You're the get unsingle coach," and I was like, "Oh my god, that's so good." So it, it stuck. <laughs> I with love me. how our titles show up, right? That's yeah, how I got. That's how I got technotherapy. So tell me about that, because I know we have like, what, a little oh, over okay. five minutes, and then actually I'm hosting a room in Clubhouse, so I got to hop off right at that point. Oh, I might have to hop over there. Oh, um, please do. Room. I haven't been on Clubhouse in a bit, so I might do that. Um, I actually am able to today. So, uh, yeah, and, and for anybody listening, not only on the replay, uh, if you're listening on the replay on the podcast, I'm going to have information in the show notes. Um, from Miss Helen, who has been kind enough to join me here today. 
Um, my name's Stacy Brioka, the technology therapist and squirrel wrangler. I uh, it has been M- Mindset Monday. We've been talking about are you outcomes focused or are you problems focused, and how that impacts your decisions, your future, your choices, your abundance, your frequencies, your ancestors, and all sorts of things. And um, so I received the title technology therapist because I am not just um, uh, I don't just say I'm a therapist. I actually, in fact, am a clinical social worker by profession, uh, as well as a public health educator. I've been um, in as a therapist, a clinical social worker for 25 years ish, a public health educator for 15 of that. And I've been a geek girl all my life with my first computer being a Commodore 64 when I was in fifth grade. And I do not remember a time. um, So apparently my technology thing goes pre-verbal, I think. I don't remember a time I couldn't look at a form of technology and see what it was going to do for us in a benefit manner. Um, And I finally embraced that. And I, uh, my business Uh, My coaching program is called Find Your Formula. I actually have a formula for um, balancing our life so that we can get more done. It's a work-life balance formula, and everybody has a different version of the formula, but the pieces and parts are similar. Um, One of the big components is mindset. That's how we got to Mindset Monday. The formula itself, you can listen to my previous show, Find Your Formula, and hear about the formula. It's... Um, comes from that background of all three pieces of me, being a therapist, a tech geek, and a public health educator. Um, One of the pieces of the formula is the four silent S's that are underneath all of our health problems today. That was actually the show for Friday. And um, if we don't have our formula balanced, we can't focus on the things we love. And if we can't focus on the things we love, really, that's kind of the purpose in life is to be able to be able to f- focus on the things we love. Um, and, you know, not going to say that that's easy. Everybody can do it. You can just, you, we do it, out, we do it out of the box, but then we become socialized in lots of different ways and we have different experiences and different challenges through our life. And we kind of have to re-socialize ourselves back into into joy, frankly, and into that, that flow spot, kind of like um, what Helen and I have been talking about in a way is, is getting yourself back to the position of joy and, and flow. Um, And so uh, that's a little bit about me about that. Helen, do you, before we wrap up, do you have anything else before we wrap up and then head over to your clubhouse room? If you want to go ahead and tell people where to find you, uh, that'd be great. Sure. So this was great. So, so excited to meet you, um, Stacey, and to learn about what you do. Definitely looking forward to connecting more. Um, I am known as the health and wealth coach. That's my handle on Instagram, on Facebook. That's my website, healthandwealthcoach.com. And on um, Clubhouse, it's at, what is it, Life Healer, I believe. But it's also health and wealth coach is, is the name. Um, if someone spells it out and I host rooms on trauma healing, on helping singles become unsingle, on manifesting success and abundance. This is what my 
sort of my gifts are in helping people that are struggling in any of those areas. I help them peel the layers that are keeping them stuck in those patterns, generational trauma and their own uh, childhood stuff, the little layers, the baggage that we carry, the emotions that we don't fully process and the energy that we're um, aligning with the lower frequency. I help people raise their vibration to match that of what they are uh, desiring to, to see in their lives. So I'm excited to be here and I'm hosting my club at 515 today with actually a numerologist that's at the Heal Your Life with Helen Club and I'm hosting a four o'clock Eastern Time Club on the Women's Wisdom uh, Club, a room there on um, energy and toxic free happiness. That's their their room that I'm just a host in. So. So if you're here, if you're listening on Wisdom right now, there's 90 people in this room listening to us. You guys click Helen's um, profile and her clubhouse link is in there. Her Instagram link is in there. And uh, then if you're, uh, I would love anyone who uh, is listening. I always ask for people to download my um, app on the app store. It's called Technology Therapist. And uh, it's on both the um, Google Store and the Apple Store. And, uh, you know, give me a share, like, a follow, a review, and let me know what you think of that. And I've got somebody else here waiting, so I'm going to open up, uh, let in Linda uh, Sunshine and uh, see what Linda's got. And then we'll, uh, we'll see where we go from there. Linda, thank you for jumping up. Hi, Stacy. Good to see you here. I've been enjoying enjoying the conversation so far, and it was interesting because I saw this like, are you outcomes or problems focused? And I had to think about this: which one am I? Outcomes or problems focused? And I think just by thinking about it so much, answered my own question. I'm more problems focused. <laughs> oh, okay. So tell me, tell me more about what problems focused means then to you. What, whether you know. And, and whether you're, you know, tell me, tell me a little bit more, more about what that means for you. Well, it's um, <coughs> how I see that is, especially in the last several years, I have been a person who listens to what people have to say. And I'm always thinking like for them, but also for myself, like what, what is the solution to their problem? And also do I know somebody that can help them to solve that problem? You know, so not that I always have the answers by any means, but I'm always thinking like, how can we, how can we go through this challenge? Like I just got off a mastermind call and then I run a mastermind and um, I, I notice how I really, really tune in to those problems that other people have, but I also do it for myself. So, and, and I'm a connector of people and as a connector, one of the greatest skills is that listening skill. So always listening again for the problems that people are having and how can I solve that? Right. Uh, as a fellow connector and fellow uh, problem listener uh, <laughs> with a little bit different perspective, can I offer uh, uh, that different perspective about whether, because I actually think after you described that, I actually think you are actually outcomes focused. Okay, let's hear it. I am excited to hear you. Okay. So if you were problems focused, you would be, instead of jumping into the let's 
it, you're because what I think what you're actually listening for with the person is you're listening for the outcome they are wanting. Yes. And then you are going through your mental Rolodex, which is probably a lot like mine. I've got a, uh, I've got, I love, uh, there's, there's almost nothing I love more than to put two people in a room together and go, you need to meet this person because this, and you need to meet this one because of this, and then sit back and watch the fireworks and see what happens. Yep. I yep, love, I love that. I love doing that. Yeah. So, but what you're doing is, is you're, uh, you're listening for the outcome that they want, and then you are helping provide a connection to that outcome. You're, if you were um, focused, you would see the problem as a negative and join in with the commiserating of the, oh my gosh, this is a problem. My, me- my mom really messed me up or my boyfriend is a, is a jackass or whatever. And you'd be going down that path of the commiseration as opposed to the solving. Um, and so maybe using the word problem, I might've kind of given us both a, an uphill discussion here. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's seeing it as a, a problem that needs solved. That is a, um, negative blaming, you know, somebody did this to me thing. Oh, I am definitely not that. Opposed to here's where I'm sitting at the moment and there's where I'd like to be. And how do I get there? So like you let, and so, like I say, I think you listen for the outcome. Yes. And then you help, you help facilitate that outcome by either your own, whatever resources or um, connections that you, that you have. Yeah, that's definitely, thanks for that uh, distinction there, because uh, when I saw the problems focus, I, the, what I do is I focus on the solution of the problem. I don't yep. focus on the problem. And that's how I got the name Linda Sunshine, because, you know, Sunshine's uh-huh. not my, it's not my given name. It's the name that was given to me just in the last four years or so. And it was through that process of, you know, changing my mindset to a positive mindset, being um, always mm-hmm. being solution focused, I guess, because if it had outcomes yeah. or I guess solution would be the same thing as outcomes. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, so, I probably should have said, are you solution focused or problem focused? That would have been a better title or <laughs> 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 clear intentional title. Uh, and, and I'm glad I came to that realization because I'm, I'm working on headlines aren't always my best, best thing. And, and when I do shows, um, I used to, like, I had to, think about planning all the shows out I wanted to do and planning the things out for it. And I finally let go of that. And Mm -hmm. I have had an amazing time the last two weeks, just thinking of what am I going to today's mindset Monday? What am I, what topic am I going to tie to that? And then just, and then just hit and go hit the mic. And I've had more fun and learned more. And today's been three people, three women who have been given titles you have sunshine. Um, Helen's title is the unsingular, I think was one of her titles. Mm-hmm. And mine, one of them is technology therapist. I love the fact that we get obtain these titles based on our gifts. Yeah. And it's interesting. It's like, how is sunshine a gift? You know, I, I often kind of thought about that is uh, because for example, in my women's mastermind, one day I reached out to all the women and I said, why are you in the mastermind? Like, why do you keep coming back? I wanted to know the answer to that question. 
And every single one of them said, because of your energy. And it hit me. I was like, people pay for energy? And didn't even dawn on me that I do the same. We we all pay for energy. And if it's, if it's positive energy we're looking for, that's what we're paying for. Because that energy helps us to move into that next phase. And it helps us to you either get uplifted or, you know, just move into a different mindset, your mindset Monday here. And yeah. it's that energy that we follow. What they say where energy goes, um, nobody knows. I don't, I don't know the saying. There's uh, an energy follows um, quote. But it's really the energy that we're looking for. And for me, uh, problems focused, oh my gosh, I do not want to sit there at all. I used to spend a lot of time a lot of time. I grew up in a very volatile, abusive, you know, alcoholic household. And we were always complaining, you know, that's how I was. And mm -hmm. that's why the name sunshine was given to me just in the last four years, because I have completely shifted my mindset, starting at age 51, completely shifted my mindset to have this more positive outlook on life and things that I'm doing and you know, who I am, who I'm being, who I'm showing up as. And oh. it's that, that energy, that energy. And, and, you know, that's a, what Helen and I were both talking about also is, is the idea of the, um, the frequency and the inner, you know, frequency and energy and, and where we, how we, how we view things even. I mean, it comes down to um, not just mindset, but maybe the vision that, you know, it, you know, dare I, dare I say rose colored glasses or not, or right. do you have not rose colored glasses, but something that filters the negativity, but also helps us see things in a positive light. You know, I don't know if, what those would be sunshine glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm all for that. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe we need to, you know, market those. You could market those with like your name, you know, sun, sunshine's glasses. There we go. Um, <laughs> I like that. So, yeah. Um, so what, what's the most, what's the coolest, um, example of a, um, outcome that you've helped somebody with that you, that you can share? Oh, my, my greatest, greatest. Oh my gosh. I've had so many really great ones, but this one particularly stands out to me because, uh, my client which I didn't know at the time, she had been on welfare for seven years and she had a big book, a bookkeeping business and she wasn't doing very well in her business, but through mindset shifts, and this is just the power of the mind, the power of these shifts that we can make, but through you know, working with me for a year, she went from struggling to tripling her rates, making three times more money than she had ever made in a year. And she got off of all government aid, completely shifted her entire life in one year's time. For anybody who has been on government aid, which I was, I was on government aid for about maybe two years or so you know, when I was a single mother. You know, for anybody who's been on government aid, they know how hard it is to make that mindset shift. Like you were talking earlier about, you know, that, uh, that like the lack mindset to move into an abundant mindset. It takes a lot of effort and energy 
and she was willing to do it. And I watched it unfold. And there oh. was, oh my gosh, it was so beautiful. The day she came to me and she said, I never told you this, but I've been on government aid for seven years. And for the first time I am off of it. And I was like, oh my gosh, so beautiful. So beautiful. And, and that can't, that can't be the only transformation that that person made because of your work with them. No, she also, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. Interesting. You say that because she had been married for 10 years and I had, I met her when she had been married for six years. And when I met her completely problem focused, right? She was complaining about everything. So she was a problem focused person. And I remember at that time I said, why don't you just leave him? You know, she was just complaining about him so much. Well, after working with me, it says, this isn't like part of what I do, but after working with me, she had so much confidence in herself that she finally took that step and got her divorce. And now she's happily married to a new man that she met and her kids absolutely adore him. And so her entire life has changed and now she is an outcome focused person. Yeah. And I, and I, and I bet money, I'd bet money that somehow along the line, she either already has or will be helping someone else along the same path. Oh yeah. Yep. She does it. Once you've, once you've done that, yeah, once you've once you've walked the path, then it's just a natural thing, I think, uh, then to help other people walk that same path. Um, yeah, which being somebody who's been in the helping profession uh, before, during, and after, and and I'm sure I will go through trans transmutations again. Is that what a good, right way to put it? Uh, yeah, you know. If I don't, then I then I then I should be done being here, right? Um, <laughs> is that it's like every time you go through a major transformation like that, it reaffirms your um, conf- your own confidence, but also your skill set to pass it on to the next person. Like, I don't know. It's almost like as you level up and like, you know, we're all in this big video game or something. And as you level up, it's like, oh, how can I help the next person level up the way I just did? Oh, cool. I just found this trap door and and I, I leveled up again. How can I help the next person do that same thing? Yeah. You know, and, you know that, that's an abundance mindset, right? Because uh, what do they say? Yo, all, yeah. um, tie, rising tides lift all ships. And there are so many people I myself previously was not that rising tide lifting all ships. When I would up level, I wouldn't want anybody else to up level with me because then there was competition. And I found that that was my mindset when I was in the corporate world. Now, once I got out of the corporate world and jumped into the entrepreneurial world, I found a completely different set of people who have that rising tides lift all boats and mentality. uh, Yeah. I wonder if it, it actually is, that's just a, that is a subcultural phenomena of corporate versus entrepreneurial. Um, Having, having, you know, crossed that bridge myself 
20, 2014 is when I left the nine to five, but I would say I fully didn't get, it was a really long bridge. I don't think I got completely across it until earlier this year um, in some mm-hmm. ways. And I, I think some of that is because it takes time to heal the toxicity. So the level of toxicity that you had in, in your corporate experience, I think makes a difference in how long it takes for you to really get across the, you know, to where you're like, I'm, I'm never going back. I, I not, wonder. Don't, um, not that yeah. you don't like say I'm never going back at the beginning, but Frank, to really be strong enough, strong enough and know you're strong enough to not ever go back. Uh, I think it's knowing uh, to, to be clear. That's interesting because um, the mindset shift for me happened pretty darn fast. Uh, after I left my corporate, I, I immersed myself accidentally, actually immersed myself around people who are uh, movers and shakers that they are, they're actually doing big things on the, in the world and you know, like these millionaires and billionaires that I'm surrounding myself with and just surrounding myself with those people helped me to quickly, I was in corporate for 36 years, 49 jobs. So oh, I had, wow. yeah, I had some really negative uh, thoughts, you know, going in through my mind for 51 years, my first 51 years of life, but I did in 2014. So I left my corporate in 2014. Also, it was in November and um, I had worked with a life coach who helped me to uh, learn things about myself that I didn't know before about, you know, that I am a, a smart person and all these different things. But then when I left the corporate world, I immersed myself again with these multimillionaires and billionaires, and they helped me to quickly change my mindset. So um, I'm fortunate. I think it depends on our situation. It's just everybody's different. Yeah, I, I would, I would, I would actually agree with that. Um, and and to to be a little more clear on my scenario is, I actually took the, uh, I kind of took the long exit ramp off, where I started working part time outside outside of the nine to five jobs contract, and then I was out of the nine to five, but I was still connected into the what I'd call corporate style world in some of those contracts mm-hmm. and so I did not finally release the last one of those to say I am now more confident and past some of the toxicity you know like I am now more healed so that I can step up on my own and that would literally was like February of this year Oh, so congratulations. Was, yeah, even though I was out and I was working on, you know, what what I was doing for business-wise and the, you know, the interesting thing about that particular pattern is that then come September, I was finally able to uh, I call it give birth to the Find Your Formula program which has been in my head the whole time. I wasn't able to release it until I got past that healing point. Right. And, and I, you know, one of my goals in the future is to help my colleagues in the social work and public health professions, especially, but just help other females 
who are in that nine to five space, help them cross that bridge with maybe more support or whatever things that, you know, whatever I can do to make their journey potentially better. You know, that's, that's great work. Um, You know, definitely needed, definitely needed. Yeah. So that's, that's actually my, my, and, and uh, teaching my colleagues about technology, my social work and public health college about colleagues about technology. That was my 20 year plan 20 years ago, but it Mm. took, it took a pandemic for it to happen. Right. (laughs) Uh, This time I'm not waiting for another pandemic. Um, You know, I'm going to be, I'm I'm jumping into the doing right now. (laughs) You know, we're not, I'm not farting around this. Well, yeah, you know, I I do another 20 year plan like that. I'm going to be in my seventies. Right. Right. (laughs) Who's got time for that? (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I I don't know if I have time for that either. I don't know what, you know, time is a thing and we only all have 168 of it. And I want to use mine to make sure, um, other female and and especially with the great resignation we're living in um those are those are the people i want to help right now i want to help them find their formula and get to their next life passion yeah Um, sooner rather than later you know i was 51 you know and that's like don't wait till you're 51 you know do it earlier don't wait till you're 41 51 61 Yeah. And especially, you know, we've had an event, we've had a worldwide event that has, um, oh, what's the word? It's been a catalyst for people to go, hey, wait a minute. I, this is not the outcome I want in my life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so now it's time to, okay, figure out what, what outcome they do want and, and get there. Yep. Okay. I followed you on um, on LinkedIn, over on uh, Instagram. I would totally love a follow back, and uh, uh, just like I asked Helen a little while ago, is is I um, I repurpose. I prefer to repurpose my shows here mm-hmm. and give people uh, kudos that were here with me because it wasn't just me on this stage talking about things. Uh, it was us. Uh, and I would love to, uh, if I'd love to point people towards your information so that they can find you. Um, and if they're listening to this on a podcast later, I'd love for you to be able to tell them, you know, who you are, what you do, what you do, who you serve, how to find you. Um, so that, so that people can, can, um, follow you. And that I can put that in the show notes. So if they're listening to this on a podcast later, they'll be able to uh, follow you as well. Awesome. Thank you. And as you were saying that, my, my husband pulled up in the parking lot <laughs> and the dog started going crazy. I'm like, I'll go outside. You know, I've got one going crazy in the other room right now, too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, Don't they know I'm talking on wisdom? <laughs> I know, right? Well, thank you so much for that. I did. I followed you back on LinkedIn. I'll go look at my Instagram in a little bit. But uh, my name is you know, Linda Sunshine West. And I, I'm on all the socials as Linda Sunshine West. It's Linda with a Y. And then my uh, website is womenactiontakers.com. Womenactiontakers.com. And I look forward to connecting with anybody. I am a, a, 
a book publisher. So if anybody's out there looking to publish a book and they're not really sure how to do it, you know, just reach out to me and I'll, I'll guide you through it. Or if you want to have us publish your book for you, we'll do that as well. Huh. Find your formula. I've been told find your formula is supposed to be a book. So, uh, that oh. may be exactly one of the things we need to chat about. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, yeah, definitely. It's a great title. I hadn't thought about being an author before. Um, well, other people have encouraged me before, but I think I think birthing the formula was what finally put it over there for me. So I love yeah. that. <laughs> and, and anything empowering women action takers, I, I, I like that too. I'll, um, what if you can private message me your all your like a blurb about you or your your website address okay and if you can uh, private message me your email address i will have my podcast system send you an email when the when the podcast drops which will probably be in the next 24 hours because i try and um have that pretty automated and cool. Yeah. Uh, and, and then I'm transcribing all of them for potential book material, mm-hmm. uh, which is one of my current um, ideas is hopefully just at least transcribe them and then we'll all be able to pull out book material from that, I hope. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's, uh, I'm sure there's gonna be plenty there. There, Yeah. So I really have loved having... Uh, having you on and talking about how you are outcomes fo- an outcomes-focused fellow connector. Uh, just a book for you, if you haven't ever seen it, is How to Be a Power Connector by um, Judy, and I can't come up with Judy's last name right off the top of my head. Um, if anybody wants to know, just send me a private message and I will get you the information. It's How to Be a Power Connector. Robinette, I believe, is her last name amazing, amazing book about power connecting. And I have a feeling, Linda, you are already in those echelon uh, of being a power connector. So uh, I, 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 I love it. It's uh, that's uh, one thing I've been focusing on for the last several years is, you know, making those connections. And um, I, I love that book. I've read it. It's incredible. And, mm-hmm. you know, an, another one that I read that I really love, it's one by Gary Vaynerchuk. It's, um, you know, jab, 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 right hook. And it really right. helped me to see that connection between, you know, just giving, giving, giving. And I'll share just a really, really quick story of how giving, giving, giving really can come back to you. Um, I was, uh, I volunteered to put on an event. It happens to be the number one event for entrepreneurs to attend. And I volunteered to organize it. And as I was organizing it, one of the speakers was Les Brown, you know, international motivational speaker, Les Brown. And I was communicating with him to get his hotel and uh, flight and all this stuff scheduled. And one day he called me up and he said, Linda, you're an amazing servant leader. So when I'm in town, you make sure that you come and see me because I'm going to teach you how to leverage my name. And you want to bet I, when he came into town, I did go see him. I visited him for a couple hours and he just asked me a whole bunch of questions about who I am, what I'm all about. And at the very, very end of our call, he said, break out your phone. I'm going to dictate right now your signature speech that you'll be able to use every time you speak. And it was all about me. Give, 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 give. That's my mentality now is to give, not to take. And you never, yeah, you never know where it's going to take you. You never know. But Les Brown not only taught me how to leverage his name, 
but he taught me how to leverage the names of all the people that I know. So that's what I'm in the process of, of doing is like learning. I mean, it, you know, you learn one thing, but you got to implement, right? So I'm implementing all that I learned from Les Brown in that couple of hours. That is phenomenal. I know. Wow. Cool, right? <laughs> and, and, you know, had, had, you know, what, and what that reminded me of is, is I have a friend of mine, Kimberly, who says, if somebody hands you a microphone, you don't say no. Right. <laughs> and he handed, he was like, so if, if somebody hands you a, hey, when I'm in town, look me up, you know, and you've got, whether they're a, really, whether they're a celebrity, quote unquote, or not. Mm -hmm. Take them up on it because you don't know what you're, you don't know what you don't know. And you don't know what you're going to be able to learn that then you can implement later. Yeah, definitely. And that you don't know where the gold's going to come from. Exactly. And it's cool because that one incident right there of me sitting with him led to me ending up um, interviewing the president of Mexico, Vicente Fox, because Les taught me how to leverage what I'm doing. You know, and so it's really just crazy. You never, you never know where one conversation is going to lead you to. No, you don't. No, you really don't. <laughs> yeah. And I am so, I feel so blessed that, that 133 people in here listening to us talk about outcomes are problem focused and that you, you waited patiently while Helen was talking. Cause I now know. Uh, how long I think I was watching that little number one there that you were uh, behind her waiting for the microphone. Mm -hmm. And um, to me, that's a blessing of thank you for being patient and waiting to take time to speak with me. And I, how I really appreciate that because you didn't know who I was and you you're taking the time and uh, I, I don't, I think we all need to take time for each other because we don't know which of those conversations is going to be the one. Yeah, exactly. And it's just or about common be, decency, right? No. Of giving to yeah. others and listening to them. Uh, and, and I'll wrap, I'll wrap one final story with that is, is my, my great grandpa came over here from Scotland in 1924. Um, and one of his uh, philosophies was called, he called Pass It On. And I've really, um, when I learned of that as a young adult, I grabbed a hold of it and realized that how much that shaped my whole family and shapes how I do things because I, I just naturally pass it on. And you never know who it is that's going to come back from. It may come back from the same person. It may not. But this we are all and and it kind of goes along the theme that Helen and I were talking about about we are all connected we're all related and how passing it on just increases everybody's frequencies yeah um, it, really, it really does yeah I want I want to thank you Stacy for having me because I know our time is almost yeah. up there and appreciate you for what you're doing to helping people to get their message out there into the world and I think it's a very valuable and important thing yeah I really appreciate you and Helen both coming up and um, I'd love to, I want to connect with you guys further. Um, and 136 people that have come in here, I hope that you're all mindful of yourselves and passing it on to others today. So I will see you tomorrow for Technology Tuesday. I can't promise what time it'll be because my schedule gets is a little bit crazy still at the moment. 
but tomorrow's Technology Tuesday, and hopefully we'll be simulcast in here in um, in Wisdom, but also in either LinkedIn uh, through my Zoom or in Facebook through my Zoom, and I will give information on how to get to those rooms uh, tomorrow when I go live. I hope everyone has a wonderful evening and um, be kind to yourselves and others because we're all connected. Uh, thank you for listening.